0: Hello, and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1528. The topic is Q&A, and the title is Glycerol Supplement and Growth Supplements. So we had a listener send in a question. They sent me a video about a glycerol supplement, and they asked, kind of like, was the video correct, and would this be worth uh, using as like a supplement? So glycerol is, you'll often see it in like pre-workout supplements. And the idea is, well, we'll just say what they promote it as is helping you with a pump, get a muscle pump. Uh, What happens essentially is it would be considered kind of like a hydrating agent. It pulls water Uh, into like the muscle cells, which then is supposed to help with managing acidic buildup in muscles. And if you manage acid buildup and you can kind of like buffer acid faster, uh, it increases your overall ability to perform more repetitions and, and more total volume in your workout. If it did that. You know, if it, if it did that benefit, that would be what that benefit would be. <laughs> and then the side effect is you get a pump, with, a pump in your muscles. And that pump doesn't really do anything, um, like physiological, but it, it is good psychology wise so you get a a better mind muscle connection because the muscles burning like crazy and you can feel it really well and that can often increase training motivation because you feel the muscle growing it feels like it's split in your skin you're like i'm gonna do more reps and get this thing to grow so there are absolutely benefits to it uh psych like psychology wise um however for like the physical actual benefit very rarely do supplements have enough Uh, glycerol in it for it to have like its actual full effect. The majority of supplements find their benefit by underdosing like a dozen or more supplements and you get like a collective decent effect. But very rarely do supplements have actually enough of the actual things in them because it just becomes more and more expensive. Uh, So for example, studies of glycerol and the effects it can have, the, the significant effective doses are in grams, like grams of glycerol. But if you look at most supplements, they're, they only have like milligrams. So they might have 500 milligrams, which is half of a gram, but you need multiple grams to get an actual benefit from glycerol. So glycerol is in there. So if you were to look up studies and, you know, you, you Googled, you know, what does glycerol do? You'll see, okay, it does this. My supplement has glycerol. Boom, I'm good to go. Well, it... it probably doesn't have enough. (laughs) So there's um, a guy named Jim Stepani. uh, His last name is S-T-O-P-A-N-N-I, Jim Stepani. He has a doctorate and... Part of his main focus in his doctorate was around glycerol, (laughs) so pretty awesome person to listen to, Uh, and if you go on YouTube, you can see him talking about glycerol in supplements, and he essentially says the same thing, is that, uh, is it effective? Sure, if you have enough of it, but most supplements are underdosed, therefore it's ineffective, and um, you you actually are feeling more so the benefit of the collective supplements, uh, the collective uh, ingredients in a supplement, more so than the actual glycerol. So he actually has his own pre-workout. Imagine that. Uh, now, his uh, information about glycerol would, is, is correct. It, it matches the studies, and he has his freaking doctorate based around it. So pretty good information there. <laughs> but his per, per, uh, pre-workout supplement is called Pre-Gym, and it's J-Y-M, not G-Y-M. And it kind of matches his name, Jim Stepani. So Pre-Gym, uh, J-Y-M. His pre-workout has some good supplements in it, uh, like it has creatine in it, which is one of the most well-accepted uh, in uh, research supplements there is, and it's super freaking cheap. You can just use creatine monohydrate, uh, which is the cheapest version, and it works freaking great, and it helps you get, like, an extra rep or two here or there, a little bit of a strength boost. Uh, kind of de- definitely depends on if you eat a lot of, like, um, foods naturally high in creatine you're going to notice less of an effect from supplementing with it but if you don't eat foods high in creatine you'll probably feel a greater effect supplementing with creatine so it's it's good for like a strength boost and greater volume of training like over time over like months so that's pretty helpful he has beta alanine in there which is a vasodilator and it helps reduce acidic buildup like heat like the glycerol would do in uh, that way it helps just kind of um Allow you to perform more repetitions over time. So again, it's kind of a volume driver like creatine is. Creatine is a volume driver for strength, whereas something like beta-alanine is a volume driver for more like mid, uh, mid volume, mid rep range and higher rep range type movements. Then. He has uh, betaine, choline, and beetroot in there in various forms and different amounts. But all of those are proposed to have uh, benefits towards effectiveness, effectiveness of creatine usage. They actually free up the creatine to be able to be more uh, used <laughs> in training. Um, it, it Also, they're... Correlated with or connected with uh, increasing lactic threshold, um, which is by flushing water into the muscle cells, and that would be the same thing that like glycerol would kind of do. So you can see here, a lot of these are kind of like layered on top of each other to try to get an effect by microdosing all of them. You add up to a decent dose. <laughs> so a lot of them are interactive in the sense to where okay, well if I have if I have You know, glycerol plus uh, betaine plus choline plus beetroot. Do I need a full amount of each of them? Probably not, you know, like a lesser amount of each, but add it all together would have a good effect, like a synergistic type effect. Uh, Then there's uh, taurine. He has taurine in it. Um, and I'm not really sure why he put this in because it doesn't have great research for it. Uh, it's, it's said to be like an antioxidant to help with, uh, cellular stress management. It's also said to boost energy, but there's really not a ton of research, uh, research around that. And we have uh, a decent amount of foods that actually provide us taurine. Essentially kind of like, I think why people would use this is when they've done studies around muscles, uh, that contract and work out and then they check, check and see, okay, well, well, what happens around the muscle cell? They see there's a huge release of taurine from the muscles whenever you train. So the general thought is, well, if the body is releasing it, we might. Wait, what happens if we put more in? Does that improve anything? And the idea is, is maybe sorta, of, kinda, of, but we can't really prove it. <laughs> so there's not great research for taurine. Then he has citrulline malate in there, which is like a, kind of like a nitric oxide type um, supplement, which increases uh, like oxygen in the system, so it can increase endurance. And again, it le- it's a volume driver, and it doesn't come from a lot of foods like taurine does. So I could see that being added in as a, an idea of that to be useful then he has some bcas in there and a really good uh, pretty good dosing like three grams of leucine which is considered one of the limiting bcas for muscle protein synthesis uh, five grams would be a little bit of a better dose but three grams is you know not bad so His pre-workout is pretty good. There's a lot of variety in there. And, um, like, we know creatine is great. Uh, The beta-alanine has been shown to do well with what it does. (laughs) Uh, BCA is, of course, awesome. Some of it, like taurine, no, not sure if that's really worth anything. Who knows? And then the collective use of betaine, uh, choline, beetroot, all that stuff, probably pretty good. Sure. So, the thing is, is like, a lot of these pre-workout supplements, you're talking about $45, for roughly about 30 servings so typically uh let me see how many servings oh see his is only only 20. so you're getting 20 servings for 45 dollars that's two dollars and 50 cents a workout that's not bad if you were to consider this like compare it to say uh, uh, uh an energy drink so if you do a red bull uh drink or uh monster or any of those things then you know if you think of like two dollars 50 cents per workout that's not too too bad but, is it really worth it? It it's, it's very, very, very individual dependent. I have taken God, <laughs> probably every single freaking pre-workout and uh, supplement you could possibly take from my teens through my 20s. I'm now 39. Oh my gosh. Old, but not too old yet. Uh, but older than I want to be. So I'm 39 now, and I don't take any of it because... Mostly, what I took it for was to have good energy and be like super excited for my workouts. What I found as a 39 year old uh, and this is for me I'm not saying this for everybody else is I'm I'm just tired anyhow, <laughs> so I, I try to do my best in relationships, try to do my best in my personal goals, I try to do my best in business, I get decent-ish sleep. I've talked about it before that I have a sleeping kind of issue disorder, so I don't get great sleep anyhow, but I'm just tired anyhow. So whether I take a bunch of caffeine, like I've, I've drank a Monster Energy drink and fell asleep while drinking it, so it just doesn't work for me. So I've never found a ton of benefit in regards to energy-wise from pre-workouts. And I've also grew grew up with not a ton of money. So I would rather save my money, my $2.50 a day, add that to try to eat steak for dinner or ground beef rather than having like tuna or chicken. So I typically would save my money for better quality of food because that's going to have more of an impact on my growth rather than, uh, specific supplements. So most people miss out on growth, miss out on strength, miss out on leanness, uh, based on food, like insufficient nutrition and insufficient training. Their training is crap or their food is crap. That is 99.9% of people. They need to fix those things. Uh, before the the aspect of insufficient supplementation would be a limiter for their growth or a limiter for their progress. Now, it doesn't mean that that doesn't happen. There are people who do really well in nutrition, do really well in training, so they are looking for the next edge. Awesome, good. So I, I do think you can get into supplements. It's a fun thing to get into, but I hesitate to talk it, a lot about it in my podcast because most people don't need that. Most people think, okay, well, I'll take a pre-workout drink, but if I haven't eaten four hours before my workout, oh, well, I'll take the pre-workout drink. No, 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 no. So eating and nutrition and sleep and, and proper training, that's all infinitely more meaningful. So, um, like, what do I do is typically when I have everything lined up well and I do an intra-workout drink or a post-workout drink, like, I, I tend to focus more on consuming nutrients and, uh, supplementation during or post my workout. So pre-workout, I do a pretty good job of getting some kind of food in. And I really feel like, uh, for me, I make it simple. I just buy Gatorade powder because it's relatively cheap and you can control the carbohydrate amount, like sugar amount per volume of fluid. But I get uh, Gatorade powder and I get protein powder. So uh, right now I use um, carnivore, like beef protein, because some of the whey proteins sometimes make me sick. Uh, so I use protein powder, Gatorade. I'll mix that together. I'll, if I haven't eaten within like two hours before the workout, I'll start drinking that mixture like before I even start working out or as I work, start to work out. If I've already eaten, then I kind of wait until like halfway through the workout or till, towards the end to kind of drink the Gatorade and the protein powder. But that's what I focus on. So when I did my master's in nutrition, my area of focus, that I like I did a 50-page paper, 200 peer-reviewed research articles, not just like Wikipedia articles, like actual studies, and I did a whole ridiculously stupid large amount of information about the uh, post-workout anabolic window so like how like do we need to eat food right after workout what is the state of our body what nutrients do we need how much do we need blah 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 blah. and it's very simple is if you drink some sugars and some protein powder uh, during your workout and toward the end of the workout you everything's covered done It it i went through an enormous amount of work to find out that it's that simple but i'm glad i know that now (laughs) so that's what I focus on is just getting some uh, sugars and protein, like easily digestible protein. I tend to like uh, like like protein supplement, as in like a protein powder rather than like BCAAs. You tend just not to be able to get enough volume of BCAs for it to really be significant. So I don't focus on BCAAs. I, I focus on like protein powders, but that's cheap and super ridiculously effective it covers all the bases now if you're trying to lose body fat you might say okay well do i need the sugars uh post-workout no pre-workout can't but not not gonna hurt actually it's actually might give you some energy because you're probably in a deficit and you're tired as hell so it depends on individual basis but gatorade and protein powder seems to work really freaking well now if you're like okay i have my nutrition on point i have my training on point uh, i want to like nerd out a little bit well four supplements that I think you could definitely do to help with growth. And it's other than whole food and protein and, and sleep and stuff. So I'll work past that. Um, one of the, a couple of things that I use that I think are super effective. Number one is Broncade. You might have to Google that, but Broncade is like something you have to get over the counter at a pharmacy. You have to sign for it so that way you don't make crystal meth with it. They basically regulate how much you can get at one time. But It's a a bronchodilator. It increases oxygen, which would help towards that acidic buffering and faster recovery between sets. So this is super awesome for boosting the volume of what you can do in a training without feeling like you're out of breath. So it's like taking an inhaler in a pill, (laughs) pill form. So broncade is one of my favorite things. Take that all the time. I used to have exercise-induced asthma uh, through my teens and early 20s. So I'm used to working out without being able to breathe. That's just life. You deal with it. Uh, I would rather be slightly out of breath than be overweight and no muscles and weak. So, I would just train and be ridiculously out of breath and sick all the time. Broncade was something that really helped a lot. (laughs) And then clients who don't have asthmatic issues, uh, they find broncade to be super beneficial as well. It really just allows you to breathe a lot better. You can, you just, your volume that you can produce in the training session is so much greater. So, I really like bronchite. If you can't get it or don't feel comfortable with it, you can just do some type of nitric oxide uh, supplement, something that it improves, um, like, oxygen uh, creation, formation, replenishment, blah, blah, blah. So something like that is super-duper ridiculously helpful. Then caffeine, or if you have blood pressure issues, like a natural-type energy, like there's root, vitamin B, uh, complex, bunch of other stuff that's out there. But uh, green tea extract, stuff like that. If you do some type of energy booster, whether it's caffeine, any of those natural ones, is great because most people are stressed and tired. (laughs) And when they go to work out, they're like, oh, for the love of God, I just want to go lay on my bed. Uh, So some type of energy boost is very helpful because it gets you started, gets you moving. Then you pair that with the broncade. And before you know it, you're putting in a great workout. You're feeling awesome and you're getting a lot of work done. Another one I don't use much because I eat a lot of meat and a lot of uh, protein-rich foods uh, is creatine. Creatine monohydrate is so freaking cheap. Why not? Why not throw it in there? That's a good one to use. And then getting BCAs, branched-chain amino acids, which is like the building blocks of protein, which is the building blocks of muscle tissue. Uh, BCAs in the form of a protein powder to have during or after the workout uh, is very beneficial as well. So those would be kind of the the main four that I would suggest for people if you're really wanting to grow is bronchade, some kind of a caffeine or natural energy booster, creatine, and then uh, a protein powder. Those are going to give you kind of the, the best of everything. And they're all relatively cheap compared to the other supplements that are out there. So is a glycerol supplement worth your money? If, if it's dosed in grams, yes, but also no, because that would probably be really expensive, and then it's only one aspect, like one component of all the multitudes of supplements that are out there. So you you can you can get into the nitty gritty details and lose sight of the big stuff, and that happens all the time. So I would encourage people to focus mostly on nutrition and training. Make sure their nutrition and training is as best as it can possibly be. If you're not sure, just always continue to listen to videos, uh, read books, learn. Uh, just always, like I still watch like how to deadlift videos or how to squat videos. Cause I'm like, maybe they'll say something I don't know. And then all of a sudden I can get super strong. <laughs> so I always listen to like the basics of stuff, just trying to soak in more information. So definitely focus on that first. And then if you're like, okay, I have some money and I want to get into some supplements, I would suggest the list that I gave at the end is the bronchade, some kind of caffeine or natural energy, creatine, and then a protein powder. And then on top of those, you can start looking into more nuanced things like beta-alanine, betaine, choline, beetroot, taurine, citrulline, malate, all those kind of things. But I think if you hit the basics, uh, you're going to grow and be lean as as much as you would be able to be. And then everything on top of that is like the 0.01% of differences. So hit the big stuff first. Okay, well hopefully that was a lot of helpful information. If anybody ever has any other questions, just shoot me videos like this listener did and just say, hey, like, is, is this true or not? Or what do you think of this? And I'll be happy to make a podcast to help explain it. Cool. Well, if you like the podcast, uh, just please share it. Let people know that we exist and we answer their questions for free. Sharing on social media, sharing a conversation, however you do it, I appreciate that you do it. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. The podcast is well over $1,000 a year for hosting costs. I give an hour to it every day, and we're going to keep it for free. You can donate on our website at www.perturelearninggym.com. There's options for one time donation, monthly donation, yearly donation. And you can also check out the website and our um, social media channels for a lot more information above the podcast. So on the website, we have free programming available. We have a bunch of uh, free like training, educational videos, a lot of cool stuff. So if you haven't checked out our website, check it out. I'm continuing to build it more and more. Also, I post every day on Instagram. Check that out and our YouTube channel as well. And then if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email at gmail.com. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.